teaching about Job a few weeks ago. And uh, Job went through a lot. Job lost everything. You can be seated for a few minutes. I won't be long. I just. Job lost a lot in just a matter of minutes. Devastated. He lost possessions. He lost his family. I don't have to go into all the details. Most of you know what happened to Job. Job's wife turned on him. He got sick. His friend showed up. He stared at him for seven days. After that seven days, those men began to uh, rail on him, if you will. You did something wrong, Job. But Job, the whole time, he said, no, I didn't, I didn't sin. I didn't do anything wrong. One, one friend after the other just kept saying, you did, there was something in your life that wasn't right. That's why God is judging you. And so Job said, no, I didn't do anything wrong. reason I bring this up is because I've been like that. Been in a time in my life where I felt like I was stronger living for God than ever before. And it seemed like everything was stripped away from me. Didn't understand why. What in the world the purpose was behind. Why am I going through what I'm going through? No, I didn't have friends come and tell me you were wrong, but I can promise you I, I did some soul searching. God, what's wrong with me? What 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 did I do wrong? I need, I need you to show me. God came down and he rebuked Job because Job became self-righteous. But after that, Job repented. And what my whole point is tonight is... Job reached a place to where he realized, you know what? I've been praying about me. I've been praying about my situation. I've been praying about the things that affect my family. Those are all necessary things to be praying about. But Job evidently was so focused upon himself and his problems that he forgot something. And after he had repented, something must have clicked in his mind. Because the Bible says, and when Job prayed for his friends, that's when God turned everything around. Church, taken as I'm, I'm reprimanding you guys. Let me tell you something. He 
it's easy to laugh with your friends. It's easy to laugh with your brothers and sisters. But I've watched it time and time again in my life. That those that are there with me when I'm laughing and, I'm, and things are going good. When I seem to be in a turmoil, I can't find them anywhere. I'm talking about my brothers and sisters in the church. God put us together as a body. We can't function without each other. You guys probably think this is all I know. This is all I know how to preach because I think this is what I talked about the last time I was here. But I'm telling you, your brothers and sisters, the body kicks in and works extra hard when something is hurting. When you break your arm, the rest of your body starts beginning to try to compensate to heal that wound. You cut yourself. Your body begins to, to work together to begin to, to, to fix that problem. I think it was James referred to the body of Christ, that we are the body of Christ. And that the body of Christ, you can't just up and leave. Because what is this church going to be without one of its eyes? What's this church going to be without one of its arms? Can I say, please, don't misunderstand me. I love this church. But I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. There's one thing that we all have to understand. That is, we can't survive without the other person. That's why it's so hard when we're too busy talking about each other. We're too busy running each other down. That's why I hurt so bad. Because at that time, there's somebody that's hurting. And the body's not working together to fix that wound. But rather, the wound is getting worse. Do you know what happens when wounds become worse? Gangrene begins to set in. You know how to cure gangrene? There is no cure but to amputate and to remove that member. I'm sorry, folks. I did not intend to go this way tonight. Brother Merriman, I need you. And I know we're not tearing down the chandeliers. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I don't know if you feel what I feel, but I feel like God's trying to talk to somebody tonight. God's doing good things around here. The 
devil knows God's doing big things. Let me tell you something. God knew who was going to be here tonight. I came prepared to preach about the plan that was from the beginning and how God fulfilled that plan and how we have a hope because of that plan. But one of our brothers and sisters had come into this place tonight and I heard him say, I know we haven't done this in a while, but I'm asking all of you folks if you would please humor me. Come to the front and join me. Brother to brother, sister to sister. you hold hands, link arms, whatever it takes. No man's an island when it comes to living for God. I need my brother and I need my sister. you begin to ask God, God, help me to be sensitive to my brother and sister. Help me to be sensitive to their needs. God, when they're hurt, let me hurt, God. God, when they need prayer, let me understand that I can get under a, a, a burden of intercessory prayer, that I begin to intercede for my brother and sister. God, I pray that right now as we begin to pray one with another, God, you would let the anointing of the Holy Ghost reach down in this house tonight. God, the Word of God says that a three-fold cord is not easily broken. God, and when the people become of one mind, that there is nothing that can stop them. Lord, I'm asking you right now tonight to instill in us one mind tonight. God, in that one mind that it would be for souls. God, and we could reach out together, Lord, holding each other's hands up, Lord, encouraging each other, Lord, to reach out to the lost and dying world that's around us, oh God. We need the Holy Ghost strength today, Lord. I need my brother. I need my sister, Lord.
put anybody on the spot. But if you want, I think you have some brothers and sisters in the room. And if you feel like you need their support today, you're struggling with something, the devil's been lying to you. You can't seem to get over it. Let me tell you something. There's a power and healing in that today. saying that you're weak and you don't have strength. Not one of us are going to look down on you. Let me tell you something. We love you. And we want to help you. Oh, we men gather around you. Amen. The invitation stands. Anybody else wants to come? gather around you. Let us begin to pray for you. Let the Holy Ghost begin to work in your heart. Oh, in the name of Jesus.
love you, Jesus. Lord, you're so good to your people. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy today, Jesus.
for your brothers and your sisters. Thank God for the church. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you for the church. I thank you for the body. I thank you, Lord, that you have grafted me into the body. I thank you, Lord, that you have grafted me into the true vine. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God has come into this service tonight and talked to us. Man, he really has. You know, being a Christian. of whether you're truly a Christian or not is whether you believe that there is one God and you love him with everything you do and you love your neighbor as yourself. Everything else hangs on that. We really like the one God part, but the reality is Jesus said the second part's just like it. And that second part is that you love your neighbor as yourself. or not is dependent on whether you can love your brother as yourself, your sister as yourself. Praise God. I think sometimes we uh, lose sight of this. Amen. Amen. I need you to survive. Praise God. We need one another to survive. Amen. I sure thank God that he cares enough, amen, to come and speak to us and talk to us. Amen. We're all human beings. We're, that's really all just people, and we're all imperfect people, amen, and uh, we start pointing out someone else's sins and someone else's faults, and you sure wouldn't want them pointing their finger at your sins and your faults and how you've messed up and how you've done this and how, nobody wants that, the Bible says confess your faults one to another, it doesn't say tell people how you sin says confess your faults what's a fault well fault is you know what sometimes I get a temper and sometimes I get an attitude and I'm really sorry I apologize
apologize because that's a fault of mine. I got to work on that. That's my fault. I'm confessing that to you. That's my fault. Sometimes, you know, I get a little protective of my children. They get a little angry. I get a little upset. You know what? I shouldn't have said what I said. That's a fault of mine. That's confessing your faults, saying I was wrong because I have a fault. Not I went out and cussed. That's a, that's committing. That's that's not what he's talking about. You confess that to the Lord. You confess your faults one to another because we all have faults. And what's your fault? What's my fault? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Does it click? Does it make sense? Confess I'm human. I've got no right to say, look at that. Praise God. Thank you for obeying the Holy Ghost tonight, Brother Brandon. I want to be a better brother to my brethren, my sisters. Amen. I want to be a, a better uh, strength to them. I want to be a better uh, support to those that are going through struggles and trials. Amen. And, uh, you know, there's so many times when things have happened along the way. And, uh, and our children, you know, kids are just, kids are kids. You know, they get fights and they frustrate one another and they get like the kids, the parents do, and uh, and so you know, so many times we have kids at night just you know, don't know what to do, upset, crying, and all. I said, you know, here's what you're gonna do: you're gonna realize that they're a person, just like you're a person, and they've made a mistake, and it's not right. But you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna pray that God can help them, and you're not gonna get bitter about it, you're gonna get angry about it, you're just gonna not be mean back to them. You're not going to try to get back at them. You're not going to fix anything. You're going to love them. You're just going to be nice to them no matter what they do to you. And I'm telling you, if it hasn't worked out once or twice or a dozen times, every time things just, because they don't go back and look in the eye, they want it. They want it to end. Just like you want to end. I want to end. Sometimes that's human nature. Amen. Praise God. Thank God tonight. Amen. I hope you can walk out tonight loving one another. Amen. And uh, recognizing this is really the foundation. Just as hooping and hollering as we get with the oneness of God. Jesus put them, it's just like it. Whenever we start climbing the walls and tearing down chandeliers, as Brother Brandon said, when we start doing that over the oneness of God, we ought to get that excited over loving our brother, over forgiving our brother and our sister over their fault. When there's a spat, we ought to get just that excited over, you know what, we made up, it's all good now. Jesus said, it's just like it. Praise God, I could run the aisle.